Welcome to the podcast designed for kingdom-minded entrepreneurs, ready to live bold, brilliant, and transformed. Gain valuable insight to become proficient, phenomenal, and profitable, walking in purpose. Are you ready to live unapologetically authentic and kingdom-minded? Join today's show as Pamela Garrett teaches strategies to experience greater influence, impact, and increase. Hello, and welcome to another amazing edition of today's podcast. I celebrate you and the things you've already accomplished and the great things you will do in the future. In fact, I cannot wait to have this conversation with you today. But before we get started, I hope your week was absolutely amazing and that you took massive action to move from the place that you're in to the place that you desire to be based upon your decisions and the conversation we shared last week. Now, last week, if you recall, we chatted and I mentioned that October was awareness month for several health issues, one of which was breast cancer awareness. And of course, awareness, that serves a major purpose to educate and increase attention, early detection and treatment of any particular diagnosis or subject matter. For us as individuals, it's certainly important that we value our health and that we respect our bodies so that we can be healthy and strong to carry out God's appointed purpose for our lives and of course, to enjoy life to the fullest. Now, I'm sure you'll agree, 2020 has been an all around eventful year for us all in many ways, more than one. Recently, I had an inconclusive mammogram that required additional testing. Now, if you've ever had to wait, you know exactly how waiting can sometimes play on your mind. You gotta be really cautious and make certain that you are capturing your thoughts and you're not allowing your mind to wander. So right now, let me just pause and say my thoughts and prayers are with anyone who is going through this now anyone who has been through this and survived, I celebrate with you. And for the families who may have lost loved ones to this disease, we remember those that you've lost and we hope and pray that they will remain a legacy in your heart and in your mind always. But as I mentioned, it's so imperative that we take our health very seriously because it is a serious subject matter. As I heard one of my um, favorite motivational speakers, Les Brown, say, you only have one vehicle to get you through this life and you have to take care of the vehicle. So we only have one. So here I am. I've received news of an inconclusive mammogram. I'm waiting for my next appointment. But I was determined I would wait in faith. So every time a negative thought showed up, I had to intentionally snatch my mind back from drifting. Finally, the day comes, I go in for my second follow-up and I go through um, you know, the additional tests that are necessary and even the ultrasound that was required to be performed. And I was excited because 
they share the results on the same day. So the waiting game is over. You will know before you walk out what you need to know. So it was glorious to hear there is no cancer. And of course, it's by the grace of God. And the waiting was over. I heard the words that I wanted to hear, but it's still enough that awareness has become, you know, very important to me. And it's, you know, it was just another reminder that, hey, there are some things that we have to do so we can be healthy and strong so that we can fulfill our God purpose in life. So I encourage you to share this with your sister, your daughter, your mother, your friend, your coworker, your neighbor, your wife, whoever needs to hear this because early detection of anything always improves the changes of survival in everything. In fact, there were a few um, key takeaways that I'll mention concerning this subject. And they were, number one, early detection is key. I just mentioned that, but early detection is key. Number two, the importance of self-examination. Number three, knowing the risk. Number four, getting screened. Number five, what is normal for you? Number six, make healthy lifestyle choices. And number seven, consult a professional. Now, as I segue into today's show, I actually want to discuss those seven key recommendations that I just shared, but I want you to look at it from another perspective. And yes, our health is important and we've already focused and spoke about Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but I want you to see how these seven key recommendations are important even in your life, your ministry, and your business. Now, how did I get this? I'm so very glad you asked. Now, we all notice things. Would you agree? Of course you would. Now, what you notice is closely related to your passions, your expertise, your skills, and even your assignment. Professionally speaking, it's very common for people to notice things related to their field of expertise. And we would consider that as having a trained eye. And this simply means they have the ability to see what is not usually detected or even often overlooked by the normal eye. So let me give you a few examples. If you consider an artist, they're going to instantly notice things associated with art that you and I, unless you are that artist, would possibly overlook. Instantly upon looking at another artist's um, work, whether it is a painting, a sculpture, literature, music, performing arts, cinema, whatever it is, whatever that genre is, there's something that they will notice that you and I missed. For example, musicians, they notice excellent execution and proper singing techniques. They notice if a, a singer is breathing correctly, they can easily detect flat notes, off keys, bad chords. They can notice if a song is composed wonderfully. They pick up on so much that some of us would possibly just be like, oh, that was really great. And that person that has that trained eye or trained ear is saying, 
<laughs> um, actually, that was horrible. <laughs> um, another example is a painter or a sculptor. They might notice techniques and brushstrokes, colors and shapes. They'll have the ability to recognize the difference between abstract and impressionism and even modern art. Let's be practical for a minute and consider the highly skilled automotive technician. They can generally listen to you describe the problem you're experiencing with your vehicle, or perhaps even hear the sounds your car is making. And within a few minutes, they have a pretty accurate diagnostic of your vehicle. Ministers recognize when scripture is properly exegeted, or even if it's been taken out of content, it's been totally misquoted, they have the ability because they are a scholar of the word. Okay, we've all know a doctor or two, and doctors have the ability to review your symptoms. They can even observe the condition of your eyes or other physical attributes on your body to determine with pretty great precision the degree of your health crisis. Now, as for me, my areas of expertise are in alignment with one of my spiritual gifts, which is the gift of administration. Now, this literally means, I mean, to steer or to rule or govern. It carries the ideal of someone who guides and directs a group of people towards a goal or destination. And with this gift, the Holy Spirit enables us to organize, direct, and implement plans to lead others as they lead in various ministries of the church or um, in business or even in life. This gift is closely related to the gift of leadership, but it is more goal or task oriented. And it is also uh, more concerned with details and organization, structure, processes, improvements. Now, my background has been in corporate America, as you know. I've been a business analyst. I've been a project manager a SME or subject matter expert. I've been a customer service manager and of course a business coach. So it's just natural for me to see almost instantaneously areas of excellence versus areas of opportunity, whether it's in a ministry or a business. You know, I see process streamlining opportunities. I see gaps or inefficiencies. I see income opportunities and ways to generate revenue and reduce expenses. When it comes to ministries, I see missed opportunities, inconsistencies, the lack of structure or SOPs, which is a standard operating practice or process. I can almost instantly identify some of the top reasons that your ministry has a revolving door membership, meaning people come, people go. Why do they leave? Some people are still scratching their head trying to find that out. But in many cases, God reveals to me and I'm able to pick up on it and share those things with you. Now, truthfully, some days I wish I didn't see things so clearly because it's my trained eye. I just can't turn it off. And when I walk into a place, business or ministry, I see what I see. <laughs> now, for me, I've learned that life gives us teachable moments, and I try my very best to learn from those teachable moments. So, for example, as I talked about 
the breast cancer awareness and those seven recommendations. See, that was a teachable moment for me. And it was something that could be gleaned from that situation and something that could be learned and a skill that could be transferred over. Now, if you are not certain if, you know, you're like, yeah, right, sure. Well, let me tell you, you can ask my kids who are like, mom, please, not another teachable moment, especially in the middle of a movie, mom. I mean, my son is like, mom, I mean, I was watching basketball. Can we can we do this later? And I'm like, oh, but no, I got to tell you because, you know, so I have to work on those things. But my kids will will certainly concur that, yep, that's that's my mom. That is her all the time. <laughs> uh, if we're waiting in line at the local pharmacist, I'm like I'm I'm asking my kids, okay, this line is like wrapped around the building. What do you think they could do? to improve this process. And I've got them thinking outside of the box and this is great, you should start doing the same, but I've, I'm asking them to come up with solutions to problems because we're always gonna have problems in life, but you become more valuable when you can create a solution to a problem. So as I'm talking about problems, I'm talking about solutions, and I'm talking about what we are aware of, I'm going to share a story of something that just happened to me. Ironically, um, I think it was last week, early on a Monday morning, and I arrived at my physician's office to have just some routine lab work done. It was for a follow-up test. And what happened next, of course, was another teachable moment, and, and a girl was paying attention. Again, I told you, it's what you notice, it's what you're aware of. So I arrived early, and I do mean early, in hopes of getting in and getting out. Apparently, there were a lot of us who had the same agenda. So when I get there, to my surprise, the doctor's office was already full, and there was one chair left. So I'm thinking, okay, we're still in a COVID-19 environment. I'm in a room full of people. Oh, dear Jesus. Okay, thankfully, we're all wearing our masks, and the chairs, yes, they were spaced appropriately to adhere to social distancing. So I'm like, okay, calm yourself, girl. You'll be okay. But then the sounds that I begin to hear huh, sparked more concern because what I heard next was not only poor customer service, but the associate or the receptionist in the physician's office was sneezing and coughing everywhere. <laughs> in fact, when she began to do so, it was an eyebrow-raising moment for the entire room. More and more people arrived, but of course, there wasn't enough seats or staff to accommodate. People were being sent to the hallway to wait, and the wait time for those who were already seated like me, it just seemed to get longer and longer. As we sat there, people grew impatient. They began to openly complain. You know the environment. Sadly, their voices and their frustrations were going unnoticed. Did you catch that keyword? Notice. Nobody was paying attention. Is this happening in your business or even in your ministry? Are there things that are very alarming, but they are going unnoticed? Because no one's paying attention. You know, sometimes we forget about the importance of client experience and membership care, congregational care. We forget about those things, but they matter. 
people matter and people have choices. You know, they can fellowship with your ministry or they can choose another ministry. If your business, they can do business with you or they can choose a competitor. People have choices. Now, what's the real twist with this story is what I was watching unfold next. In the very same physician's office suite, separated only by a rope divider, was a different medical provider. Okay, you're like, girl, I've seen that before. What's so interesting about that? Well, their office processes were quite different, which meant they were creating a client experience that was amazing and superior second to none. So, for example, the provide that provider's waiting room was almost empty with no more than two people in that lobby at a time. So I begin to wonder now, is it because they had no clients? Well, of course not. It was actually because they had a more efficient and client-friendly COVID-19 process. Now, I'm actually patients of both providers. So I'm speaking from firsthand knowledge that I know how it works. Let's take a second and compare the differences between provider A and provider B. Okay, so provider A, they accepted walk-ins, whereas provider B was by appointment only. Provider A, you had to complete all of your registration paperwork and documentation upon arriving, which does mean you need to come in, you're touching clipboards, you're touching pens, you're filling out paperwork. Provider B, all registration is completed electronically prior to your appointment. Provider A and B share the same um, process that you have to prevent, excuse me, you have to present your IDs and your insurance verification upon arrival. So this is about the only thing that so far they've done that's similar. Provider A, of course, because of the walk-in policy, they are experiencing seating issues. Now, I do wanna make sure I've painted the picture very clearly. Their lobbies are identical in size. So it's not that one has a much larger space than the other, no, it's identical in size, okay? So provider A has now seating issues, whereas provider B has a nearly empty office, not because they don't have clients, but because they just have a more efficient process. Um, provider A, they now have frustrated patients waiting in the lobby. I mean, and the people are becoming vocal. You know the environment, you know people. <laughs> People do not hold back what they are thinking, what they are feeling. I heard the, I heard them calling on Jesus quite a few times in there as well, to the point that I had to catch myself because, again, is what I noticed. I found that I chuckled out loud because, I, I mean, all of this is just going through my head. And I'm like, look at this. And, you know, I noticed that the room looked at me like, what is she laughing at? <laughs> oh, but anyway. So provider A, frustrated patients, provider B, happy, go lucky patients, and provider B is actually a more, mm, 
a more serious provider because of why you would go visit them. That's actually the provider where you're going in to have your screenings and, you know, a mammograms provider A, they're just simply doing blood work. So, I mean, you're in and you're out. And then last but not least, provider A is unequipped with um, professional staff. They're unequipped with adequate seating and they're unequipped with um, with the staff to complete the job to keep the flow of patients moving properly. So as you can tell from just this quick overview, there is a tremendous difference. Now, I want to make sure I said this and I'm so sorry if, I re- if I'm repeating myself, but I cannot remember if I said it. But with provider B, you schedule the appointment online or by phone. You receive instant um, registration paperwork and documentation. You receive a reminder text to let you know about your appointment that's upcoming. You have an opportunity to reschedule, cancel, or any of those things. You complete everything prior to arriving. Once you um, arrive on campus, you just simply text to confirm your arrival that you are here. You will then receive a confirmation back from them stating, hey, glad you made it safely. We're ready to see you come in. And that happens generally within 15 minutes while you're waiting in your car. And then once you walk in and you've presented that ID and the um, insurance verification, there's really no no need for you to take a seat in the lobby, which is why the lobby stayed emptied. Because in most cases, within two minutes or less, you're being escorted back to your private room. So it is just a much more efficient and streamlined process. A provider B, wow, without a doubt, provider B uses the power of technology. And what was mind-blowing for me is that provider A didn't have to reinvent the wheel. They just needed to notice. They needed to notice the areas in which they should improve. They needed to notice that their current process was upsetting their clients. They needed to notice the overcrowded rooms, increasing the risk of spreading COVID-19. They needed to notice that even the frontline staff should not be working while showing symptoms of this disease, even if they were not infected, because it does cause alarm. They needed to notice that provider B, who's sharing an office space with you, has has a more efficient process than what you have. So ask yourself, what are you noticing? Or maybe the better question is, what are you not noticing in your business or ministry that is harming you? Now, awareness means knowledge or perception of a situation or fact. So what knowledge or awareness do you have about your business processes or your ministry processes that need your undivided attention. 
So listen, let's be clear. I am not asking you to fall into the dangerous trap of comparison. In fact, I'm, I would not ask anyone to fall into that because it is, it is unhealthy and I'll leave it at that. However, I am encouraging you to take introspection, which is a more internal evaluation of things. Why is this so important? Because what is not detected early, the truth is it can often lead to the death of something. It happens with our health. It happens with fires. It happens with businesses. It happens with ministries. It happens in relationships. Whatever you are failing to detect that needs your attention, if left unnoticed, can be deadly. So listen, ministry leaders, this one's for you. Is your ministry growing or declining right now? Let's be honest. If you're if you're not noticing attendance and participation trends increasing, in fact, they seem to be spiraling downward rapidly, this could be detrimental in your attempts to save your ministry. Why? Because you're not noticing a major impact that attendance is having to your ministry, especially doing COVID-19. It's important that you have virtual events and you're able to keep account. This is why I love technology, but you are able to keep account of your viewership. How many people are watching and how many people are tuning in? Those things are critical, especially if you have a ministry and you want your ministry to thrive and to grow. Okay. Now, as I mentioned, the things that you don't notice that are having a major impact to your ministry can prove deadly. So you have to consider how you must adapt in today's ever-changing environment. You've got to ask some tough questions, but the ones that need to be asked, are you implementing new forms of virtual ministry and fellowship opportunities? Are you ensuring your congregants and those that you've been called to lead are okay? Do they have the necessities that they need? Do they have support and uh, a prayer line, hope line? Is there a person for them to, to just have a conversation with? Are your seniors taken care of? Do you have partnership to provide a food bank to make sure people have, again, common needs, especially for the community that you've been called to. Now, my fellow business owners, you do not get a pass either. What about you? Are you still expecting people to visit your brick and mortar store or have you explored online options? Are you reaching out to your clients to ensure the services and products that you're offering right now is something that they need most? Now, sometimes this may include you know, modifying your merchandise list or including new services and products that you had not considered in the past. Perhaps if, you know, depending on your business model, it may require home delivery for your products or, you know, if you consider shipping products to them rather than them coming to you. But you have to explore different options. In fact, something as simple as, um, a marketing option that includes branded face masks. 
think about it. We all have to wear a mask unless you're one of those who feels that it's unnecessary, but I'm not going to, I promise I'm not going to, I'm going to stay focused. Let me just say it that way. I will stay focused. So everyone's wearing a mask. Why not allow your mask to be branded? And that's promoting your business all at the same time. So you just have to think outside of the box. Okay. So we talked about the power of noticing. We talked about why you have to notice and, you know, everything that it entails. So I'm just going to go back through those one more time, those seven keys, and just kind of mention for a moment how it relates to your business or ministry. Now, early detection is simply saying there's a problem, but because you discovered it or identified it early, okay, you are able to increase your efficiency, which can also be a cost savings than something that you discovered later. You don't want a way to identify what's harming you, what's causing or costing you sales or causing people to leave your ministry. You can't wait until your membership has declined and you're down to your last 50 members before you think, oh, wow, I've got to do something. Or you can't wait until your business sales are less than half of what you're normally making before you realize I may not meet budget this month. So you have to have early detection. Okay. You just got to start noticing. Number two says self-examination. You got to know your risk. There is a form that I use with my business clients and it's called a SWOT. I'm sure you're familiar with it, but it just basically has you outline what are your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats. So you have to answer those questions. What are your strong points? What things do you, does your company or your ministry do well? What areas could you stand to improve? Where is your greatest opportunity? And then what are the threats that are realistic to your business or to your ministry? If you're a solo entrepreneur, for example, a threat could be what happens if you run out of cash? Another, um, another threat could be what happens if you become ill? That's a threat to your business. You know, if you're a ministry, what happens if you've placed all of the weight and all of the burden on a single ministry leader, but that ministry leader, something happens to them or they leave? You know, what happens if that person is no longer in their role, but you have no clue how they did what they did and how to keep it going. So you've got to be aware. You've got to notice things and you've got to make sure that you have documentation and processes in place. Number three was getting screened or evaluated. Now, there are a lot of people who happen to cringe at the thought of constructive feedback. But listen, it's imperative if you want to succeed. We all need to know what we are doing well and what we could improve upon. So you've got to get evaluated, evaluate yourself. You're not going to know how well you're doing. Like, you know, one ministry that I was providing support to, one of the things that we did was a survey. Let's hear from the members. What do we do well as a ministry? What areas could we improve in? 
And it was quite, um, let's see, revealing. That's how I'll say it. It was quite revealing because we noticed in the results, there was a common trend. And I've always heard, you know, if more than one person is saying it, there may be some validity to it. So you should at least look into it. So we discovered common trends. We saw areas that we didn't even, or that ministry didn't realize that they were doing so well in. And areas that they thought they were excelling in, they realized, well, wow, we did not notice. We were not aware that we had a problem here. So you've got to do the evaluations. Okay, number four, know what is normal. Now, what's normal for you and your industry and your clients is going to be unique. It's going to be unique to your market is going to be unique. Sometimes it could be seasonal, just it really depends on what product or service you offer. But you've got to know what's normal and you've got to be able to identify when you are experiencing an abnormal season, whether that is positive or negative. It could be a positive abnormal season because you're receiving more clientele, more demand, but you've got to have processes in place strong enough to handle and manage those lows and those highs. Likewise, it could be a negative um, abnormal season. And let's say, for example, this is your peak season. This is when you get your business. But normally at this time of the year, you would already have 200 clients and you only have five. That's a concern. And you've got to figure out what's going on. Now we know, for example, within a ministry, it will be normal for people to leave, people to come, people, you know, that just happens. People move away, people change ministries, life happens, changes take place. So we understand those things are normal. However, if there is an influx of, you know, people just abandoning your ministry, something is not normal. Something is definitely wrong that you need to notice that's where number one, that early detection kicks in. What's going on? You've got to make changes now because this is not the trend that you are wanting to experience. Okay. Now, number five, make healthy choices. You and I know that even in our just everyday life, our choices always determine our outcome. So we've got to make sure we are making sound decisions and the right choices. And we're not just, you know, making ad hoc decisions. And we really didn't think them through. We didn't evaluate them. We didn't pray over them. But you've got to make sure your choices are a reflection of the direction that you are going in and that you are not just um, responding out of fear because of the situation that you are in. Let me say that again. I kind of like that. Make sure that the choices that you're making are a reflection of the direction that you are going in and that you are not just responding out of fear because of the situation that you're currently in, okay? So when you're making these choices, that means you're implementing the right processes, you're surrounding yourself with the right leadership team, and you're listening to the right voices. 
because you got to be careful. Everyone does not have your best interests. Everyone was not going to be able to speak into your life. And that's going to be a podcast for another day. Okay. And last, but certainly not least, consult a professional. Listen, you are a ministry leader or a business leader. This is not about egos. This is about going and growing to the next level. It's about fulfilling your God-given assignment. It's about increasing your revenue, reaching more people. And let's be honest, God never intended for us to do all of this alone. You know, everything we see, biblically speaking, always points back to communities and points back to um, there being more than one person. For example, the scripture says two are better than one. So listen, if you could have gotten there totally on your own, you would have already been there. Don't you kind of think so? So this one always baffles me because a lot of people get stuck. They don't know when to consult a professional. Let's take it back a step and we're going to talk about your health for just a quick moment. How many times have we self-diagnosed ourselves and we try to, you know, self-medicate, self-diagnose, we want to figure out what's going on. And then we realize we've been treating the wrong ailment. We've been treating something that was never really the real problem. So that meant we were not receiving the relief or the solutions that we had hoped for because we're not a professional. You got to go to a professional so that they can bring you the help that you need. So listen, in general, as in what I do, I am a professional. I am a professional. I help ministries and businesses continue to grow their ministry or business. And some of the things that you got to think about is when you're working with someone like me, we help you identify your strengths and weaknesses that are currently existing in yourself or in your business or in your ministry, help you find solutions so that you can overcome the challenges. I mean, real challenges, not just imagined challenges, but help you create an action plan, a guide, a blueprint so that you can reach your goals, so that you can get unstuck, so that you have more than just business tips, but you also are walking away with advice, with strategies. It's a, a similar, you know, it's a little bit like a counselor. It's helping you overcome some internal limiting, sabotaging beliefs while helping you build your confidence. But then it's also helping you internally within your business processes because I'm able to quickly see certain, you know, maybe process gaps or opportunities for improvement as we discussed earlier. So this is why it's imperative to consult a professional. In fact, listen, in a nutshell, here's something that we do. We help identify issues currently trending in your business. Maybe you've looked at it and you've looked at it time and time again and you've missed it. It's okay. You just need a professional set of eyes to take a look at it. And quickly, we can see something that can change. You know, I was having a conversation with someone recently and they had just started a new business 
and super excited. And I was super excited for them as well. And I asked them, well, who's your target market for your business? And they said, oh, anyone that will buy it. And (laughs) it kind of threw me for a moment because I was not in the conversation as a coach. So I didn't want to respond as a coach. I just listened. But instantly for me, it was like red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag, because we all have a target market. You know, your product is never sold to everyone or sold to no one. You always know who is going to be your target audience, client, market. I mean, it's just something that you just got to know. Well, what else can I help you with? I can help challenge your thinking. Again, you are savvy about the craft. You are savvy about whatever you're in business for, or you're, you're, as I said before, savvy about the ministry that you've been called to lead, but I can help challenge your thinking because sometimes you're only seeing it through um, one perspective. Okay. Working with me helps to expand your mind and your business. Who does not want to expand their thinking, their business, their ministry? There's a way of looking at the bigger picture, setting larger goals. I I said before, as you're establishing processes and setting your goals, you're never setting them for where you are now, but you, you create them for where you're going to so that you're not constantly having to change a process because you thought too small. Now, this one is major because we have all fallen prey to this and it's called getting stuck. But when you work with me, I help you get unstuck. I help you get out of a business rut. I will help you figure out what's caused you to be stuck and how do we get out of this jam. Now, this one is, they're also important. So it's so hard to say which one's more important because they're equally important. But sometimes we've got a lot of goals, we got a lot of tasks, we have a lot of things, especially if you're a solopreneur, small startup company, small ministry, and you're trying to do all these things at the same time. Well, the beauty of working with me or someone in this capacity is how we can help you better prioritize your task and your goals. And in a nutshell, that just means You can't do all things at once. So let me help you identify what should be done first. That's really important because maybe you're spending your time, spending your wills, spending your energy all on the wrong goals. Um, We also help bring the accountability factor. That's a wow factor. It is. Accountability, people have an easier time giving up on themselves. But when you have someone there to help push you and help you refuse to give up on yourself, I promise you, I, oh man, I promise you, you will accomplish more. That's why athletes recognize the power of a coach. Other coaches recognize the power of a coach. Executive leaders recognize the power of a coach. Singers songwriters, musicians recognize the power of a coach. So as a business professional and a ministry leader, you have to recognize the value of 
having the right coach. And then sharing expertise, me being able to bring to the table my 20 plus years of corporate America experience, working from working for, you know, major um, Fortune 500 companies, working in the financial industry, working in large mega ministries and even small ministries. It's just so much that I'm able to share with you. And not to mention even my own personal failures in business. Why waste your time making all the mistakes that I've already made when you can avoid them at all costs? So it's a win-win. And one of the my favorite things is just simply brainstorming, thinking about possibilities and solutions and additional revenue ideals and how can you grow your business in different directions and still please God? So listen, it's it's a reason that you need to consult a professional. And you know, you know how you can easily identify if you need to create um consult a professional. I'll give it to you in three short ways. Do you have the right accountability in your life right now? Is there someone there that will help you stay focused? And I mean, they have the business inside and expertise to help you when you are stuck because you're already feeling stuck. And um, thirdly, do you have the right people in your life that have that skill set and knowledge to help you come up with an action plan that actually produces results? If not, then you got to consult a professional and let me tell you how to do so www.iampamelagarrett.com and i will be more than delighted to walk with you to help you and to ensure that you are being proficient phenomenal and profitable walking in your purpose so listen i have so enjoyed our time together today And I'm hoping that you're going to walk away from this conversation with the takeaways that I've shared with you. Anything said that's um, valuable, sometimes it's worth repeating. So I'm just going to go through those seven one final time. Early detection, self-examination, knowing your risk, getting screened and evaluated, knowing what is normal, making healthy choices, and consulting a professional. Those are all things that you should do, you must do, you have to do. And as you go into this week, it is certainly my prayer that you'll do me a favor, that you'll become aware of the potential threats and opportunities that are present in your ministry and your business, that you will take the necessary action. You will consult a professional. And then last but certainly not least, don't grow alone. Please share this episode with someone that needs to hear it. And let's go ahead and get to the place that we were designed to be operating at. And that is optimal performance. Well, until next week, it's your girl, Pamela Garrett, and I hope to talk with you soon. Be blessed. Thanks for listening to the Bold, Brilliant, and Transform podcast. 
make sure to visit Pamela online at www.iampamelagarrett.com. If you found value, please subscribe to the show. Tell a friend and join the tribe. You'll receive a free transformational gift. Remember, take bold actions to achieve greater influence, impact, and increase.